If you are a parent of more than one child, I know that there has been a moment at one point in your life when your kids came to you with this very particular question. And here's the thing, you already know the answer to this question and it actually was dreaded in a way. You didn't want to hear it, but you know you're going to. And, and, and you already have this response ready for your kids because it's the same thing that your parents told you. And it's the same thing that their parents told them. And, and, and we know that this question is coming. We're ready for it, but it's a hard question. Let me set the scene for you. Maybe you're in the kitchen and you're getting things ready. Maybe you're getting, maybe you're getting dinner ready. And dad, maybe you're bringing steaks in off of the barbecue and, and you're bringing them to the table. Or, or mom, maybe you're putting the, the last of the, of the seasonings on, on, on what the food that's going to go onto the table. And, and what happens is the two children, they come up to you and, and they start tugging at your leg like this. And you've got, you've got your son right there and, and there's your daughter right there. And the, and the youngest one stares up just deep into your eyes and like like just staring down into your heart and they ask this most terrifying question that you are ready for you've rehearsed this because you have a scripted answer and the little girl looks up and she says she says mom or dad which, which one of us do you love more right you know you've heard that remember that and as parents, we have the answer to this question. We already know the answer to this question. And we can say it in, in unison. There is only one acceptable answer to this question, and it is this. You say to your children, I love all my kids the same. Right? From a firm films. That's what we do. It is the only acceptable answer. I'm going to ask you to open your Bibles this morning to the New Testament book of Matthew. And we're going to be in chapter 6 this morning as we look at this very first sermon in this sermon series called Priorities, Doing First Things First. And we're going to be looking at some things this morning, and some of them we're going to look at, and we're going to recognize things that we are doing wrong. Things that we have in the wrong position in our lives. Would it be fair to say that if we come to church to learn, and then we don't make any changes to improve in our life, that we're wasting our time, right? seems to be something that we waste a lot of. You know, why, why, why is it that we waste so much time in our lives? And I'll tell you why. It's because our priorities are out of place, because we're not properly prioritizing our time. Let me ask you something. What is a priority? What does it take to make something into a priority? Can your priorities and my priorities be different? Sure. Sure they can, right? Let me ask you this. Who determines your priorities? Let me ask you another question. How do you know what your priorities are? How does anyone else know what your priorities are? How do I, as your pastor, know what your priorities are? 
How would your neighbors know what your priorities are? Would your neighbors see you conforming to this world? Or would they see you living in obedience to God? See, you, you can't have both. It's one or the other. The Apostle Paul wrote this in Romans chapter 12, verse number three. It should be on the screen behind me. He writes this. He says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. To, to have your mind renewed means that it was something. There is a change and it is now something else. He goes on to write this. So that you may prove what is the will, what is what the will of God is that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Conforming to this world means that the world is setting your priorities. It means that our culture or a group or a movement or your will or something other than God is determining what you love more. So how would your neighbors know what your priorities are? Well, some people will say, well, I, I don't really know my neighbors very well. I don't really talk to them very much. So there's a good chance that they would never know what, what my priorities are. Let me tell you something. You don't have to talk to people for them to understand what your priorities are. You don't. I'm going to say this as bluntly as I can. And it might come across as very bold. But I hope that it comes across as truth this morning. If you are not here in church this morning, being here at church this morning is not a priority to you. Your behaviors show your priorities. If you're, if you're telling your neighbors that you are a good, faithful Christian and you spend time in church, and that's what you tell them, but then they, they, they see you on a Sunday morning, they see you just lounging around in bed, or maybe you haven't got off the couch yet, or you're out washing your car, or, or maybe you're, you're, you're watching the game on a Sunday morning, or, or maybe hanging out with the, with the guys, or mowing your yard, or, but they see you not at church, they recognize that church is not not a priority for your Sunday morning. Let me tell you something up about priorities. Priorities are like a pyramid. But what would happen if you built a pyramid upside down like this? What would happen? Well, I'll tell you right away, what's going to happen is that your pyramid is going to fall. Left, right, maybe it falls forward or, or backwards. But if you build your pyramid of priorities upside down, it is going to fall immediately. It is going to fall very quickly. You, if you don't know what should be on top of your priority list up here at the top, if you don't know, let me tell you, it's God. God has to be on the top of your priority list. When God is not on top of the pyramid, everything else suffers. If you try and build that pyramid upside down and you put God at the bottom, watch this. You put God at the bottom, you know what's happening now? God is down here, but he's overshadowed by all of your other priorities in this pyramid. You see that? And then you wonder why the house is going to fall. It's because of priorities. And what is in 
the right spot, what is in the wrong spot. Not only are your priorities terribly out of alignment, but our, our life is going to fall. It's going to fall to one side or another side. If we don't build it correctly, if we get this wrong, everything goes sideways and life does not work. Read with me what Jesus said. I'm in Matthew. Chapter 6, verse number 33, Jesus says this, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and watch this, and all these things shall be added, up, shall be added to you. The word first in the Greek, it is from the word proton. It's where we get the word prototype. Prototype, a prototype is always the first. There might be others that come after it, but the prototype is always the first. The Greek word also ties to the word alpha. Alpha is the first letter in the Greek alphabet. In our alphabet, it would be as if you were looking at the letter A. There is nothing before alpha. There is nothing before the letter A. Before there was anything, there was God. God was the first. First, before your list of priorities became a thing, there was God. There was never anything before God. You can't go back before God. You can't because God always was. God always is. God always will be. God is always the beginning. This is the first point in your notes this morning. For those of you possibly taking notes, write this down. The first point in your notes this morning is this. God, by his nature, cannot be second. If God were second, that means that there is something else that is more powerful than God. That means we've put something else in God's spot. Let me, let me ask you, where is God on your priority list? I know, a lot of people are going to say, oh, God's number one on my priority list. And, and we need to ask ourselves, really? Is God really the first on our priority list? What do you do by your own actions that shows God and shows other people that God is number one on your priority list? Our actions show our priorities. Here's my next question, and this is so important. Who influences your priority list? We're gonna to get to point number two very quickly this morning. Point number two in your notes is this. There is always somebody or something helping us write our priority list and putting them in order. Always. You don't just pull priorities out of the air and just start writing them down. There's always something or someone helping you write your priority list. And I know that everyone here is going to say, Pastor, Pastor, my influence is only God. He's the only influence on my priority list. And, and, and I would say, really? Is that your, is that your, your final answer? Really? Are we going to lie to each other like that? Think about it. I'm sure that God has an influence on your priority list, but there's so many other things that can influence your priority list also. Maybe it's work. Maybe it's the kids. Maybe it's Facebook or social media. Maybe it's, it's money. It could be your marriage. It could be your, your parents, your friends. It could be 
TikTok that's influencing your priority list. It could be society or celebrity or culture. So many people let culture dictate their list of priorities. And when that happens, God cannot be number one. When this world is dictating your list of priorities, man, this world doesn't even want God in your top five. It doesn't even want God in your top 10 or your top 100. The, the world and the culture will say, you know what, it's okay if you have a lowercase g God on your list somewhere. We refer to that as an idol, and I'll talk about that in just a moment. But, but our, our culture absolutely is dead set against you putting uppercase G God, God Almighty, the creator of all things, the Alpha and the Omega, the number one that should be the number one on your list. Our world does not want him anywhere on your priority list. See, the closer you get to this world, the further God is going to be from the top of your priority list. The closer you are to society, the further that church is going to be from the top of your priority list. By his nature, God cannot be anything less than first. But let's face it, he's not writing your priority list. You are. So let me ask you, how would you make your priority list if Jesus were standing right there over your shoulder, looking at you write out your priority list? Because you know that you could write down your list and you can turn it into them, right? But he actually already knows what is on your priority list. He knows, he knows because He's there with you all the time. He knows what you are doing. He knows where your money is going. He knows what's in your heart. He knows what it is that is on your mind. He knows what your desires are. And he can write that truthful priority list for you. But he's saying he's not doing it for you. He wants you to write that list. What are your priorities? And what if Jesus looked at your time and your behavior. And what if he said, your time and your behavior and the position of your, your, your finance and what it is that you are so passionate about and that, that flag and that banner that you march behind, those don't show me that you love me as much as you love all of these other priorities in your life. Let me ask you this, who has heard, by a show of hands, who's heard of the Ten Commandments? Anyone heard of that? Okay, I've, I, I, there's quite a few hands in the air. Can you recite the first commandment? I'm not going to ask anyone to recite it. I'll, I'll read it to you and I'll tell you exactly what it is. This is from Exodus chapter 20, verse number 3. We read this, Thou, you shall have no other gods before me. I want to take a look at this. I want you to notice who's talking. This is uppercase G God. 
who is speaking. In your Bible, the word God with an uppercase G is used 4,456 times and 4,400 of them are using an uppercase G. That is referring to God Almighty. God, the Heavenly Father, it is referring to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God who called the Israelites out of Egypt. In Greek, it's the word Theo refers to God. You've heard of theology, Theo. It means God. So God Almighty says you shall have no other gods. It's a lowercase g God before me. Lowercase g gods is anything else. By definition, it is an idol. But I want to look at the word in this, in this verse that says before. In Hebrew, the word before it's a preposition, and it means above, it means over, it means upon, or in addition to. So God, uppercase G, God, God Almighty in heaven, has given us a command not to have any lowercase G gods, any idols above him, over him, on top of him, in addition to him, or before him. And I wonder if Lowercase g gods or idols ever make it onto our priority list. Maybe they are there and we try and hide them from God. And we try and hide them from others because our priority list, this is private, this is my list, right? There's a misconception that a lowercase g god is anything that you put in front of uppercase g god. It's not. A lowercase g God or an idol is anything other than God Almighty that you worship. I want to talk about worship for a moment. You know that you don't have to sing a song to something for your actions to be considered worship? All you have to do to worship something else other than God is to yield to it. That's all. All you have to do to turn anything into an idol and put it above God is to yield to it. Christians are to yield our time and our attention and our obedience to God Almighty. We give God control of our time. We give God control of our attention and we willingly give him our obedience. But there are other things in our world that we willingly yield to. We yield our time and our attention and our obedience on a regular basis. We yield to lowercase g gods and put them in the wrong priority position in our lives. We often, we give our time and attention and our obedience first to our, to our families, to our work, to our culture, to our society. We give to our money, to our cars, maybe our possessions, our materials. So what are the main priorities of a Christian life. I'll tell you first and foremost, number one on the top of your list, in a Christian list of priorities, God always must be number one. There's no argument. 
There's nothing else to consider. Somebody who is striving to live a solid Christian lifestyle is somebody who has given their life to Christ and is living in obedience to the word, living in obedience to God's direction, to his instruction, to, to God's comfort. That's our job is to, is to live to please God and God alone. Christian, let me tell you, number two on your priority list must be your family. God brought Adam and Eve together in marriage to populate the world, to love one another, to take care of each other, to, to grow together and to bring children into this world and, and to form the first godly marriage and, and to teach the children about God, to teach them about his presence and his purpose. And I'm telling you that when we get our priorities all mixed up. When we get off of the, the, the biblical priority list, that's when things start to go wrong. And that's when things really start to fall apart. Church, here's the third priority on your Christian priority list. And that's the priority of the church. Paul writes this in Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 24 and 25. And let's consider how to encourage one another in love and good deeds. Verse 25, not abandoning our own meeting together as is the habit of some people, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now, this is a different priority than priority number one. Priority number three is the church. Priority number one is, is God. The church is where you gather with other believers. The church is where we come together to study God's word. The church is where we glow, grow closer to God together. The church is where we humble ourselves and we repent. The church is where we strengthen each other to live a very godly lifestyle. The church is where we surround ourselves with the influence of brothers and sisters in Christ and, and of God Almighty and his people. That's your third priority is the church. We come together, we baptize believers, we take the Lord's Supper, we follow our obedience in obedience, such as tithing and such as, as being there together for each other. Is church a priority in your life? I don't know about you, but when I go to the doctor's office, I am typically, at the very end of my appointment, I go back up to the front desk and they say, okay, um, your next appointment is going to be on the 23rd of next month. Would you like morning or afternoon? I don't know, I don't really care. Give me uh, afternoon. Afternoon is fine, okay. So they say af afternoon. And especially if it's like one of the kids' appointments that, that I'm making, they will always ask, would you like a reminder card? You like a reminder card? Yes, I do want a reminder card. I want one of those. And what they do is they take this little business card, right? And they write on your next appointment date and your next appointment time. And what will happen is, if you're anything like me, you're going to take that, that 
date and you are going to load that now into your phone calendar, right? Has anyone ever done that before? Or if you're like really old school, and I still do this, is like maybe you're gonna take that card and you're gonna take it to the physical calendar that is in your house on the wall and you're going to pin it up there, right? Or you're gonna staple it onto the calendar. You're going to hold on to that appointment card. And you know why? Because that date is really important. Especially if it's one of those doctors. Any of you have any of these doctors like this? It has taken me six months to get this appointment. Sound familiar? At all? Like, what does this guy do all the time? Six months to get an appointment? Good thing it's not an emergency. But you take that card and you take that appointment and you're going to hold on to it because it is very important. You know what? That appointment card just became a few steps higher on your priority list. On that day, whenever that is. And let me tell you how important that appointment is to you. There are, there are people, you're thinking about this right now. As soon as you're getting that appointment card, you're saying, okay, I can do afternoon. I think I can do afternoon, but I need to get a ride. And so you're thinking in your mind, okay, who can I call who can get me here on time? Or you're thinking this, I have got to, oh, I've got to talk to my boss. I've got to let my boss know that I need this day off because this appointment is very important and I need to be there. And so I'm, I'm going to call my boss and let him know. You see the importance that we've put on that one appointment right now? We're getting a ride. We're taking time off of work. It's that important. But let me tell you something. Everyone in this room knows when our next church service is going to be. It's going to be next Sunday at 10 a.m. right here in this room. I don't need to give you a reminder card for this. This is where we are next week. Church as a Christian is a priority. It's priority number three on your list. There's so many of us that will let so many different things come before church and our priority of gathering as Christians. Church is part of your relationship with God, your first priority. How does any relationship form? Really, you think back into a dating relationship long time ago, right? You started to spend more time together and more time would lead to spending more time together. And what happens is you want to spend more time together, right? That's what church is. This is our more time together with God's people and with God. I don't know if you remember maybe back before guys maybe before you and your your wife got married i don't know i don't know who your best friend was before but i wonder if there was somebody that you ghosted right now i'll tell you in my life it was a guy named roy roy and i used to spend a lot of time together we were out every night shooting pool or something we were doing something kelly came along and i'll tell you what roy was a voicemail boom like that Man, I ghosted Roy quick. I, 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 I think it took about a, a, a year before I finally called him back up. It took a while. 
But when something in this world calls for your attention during the time that we've dedicated to God, how often are we picking up the phone and ghosting God? How often do we let something else step into God's territory and into his priority position in our lives? What about that time that you dedicated and you told God, I'm going to spend my time with you in the mornings in my Bible, but then the phone rings and the text message goes off. Something draws your attention away. And when you're trying to spend time with God, something else gets in the way and it draws, draws our attention away from God very, very quickly. See, it's all about priorities. That's why I highly recommend having a physical book, a physical Bible that you can open up at the table. I'll tell you, you get yourself a physical Bible that you're reading through. I've never seen a pop-up ad in Nehemiah that has interrupted my study. It's a really good book. It's a good investment to have. Your fourth priority in your Christian walk is work. It has to be a priority. But let me tell you something about work as a priority. It is number four. It is not number one. It's not number two. It's not number 10 either. It has a place. I think everyone in this room knows somebody who has made work their number one priority in their life, right? See a lot of heads nodding. Yeah, we've recognized that before. I want you to look at Colossians. This is Paul writing to the church in Colossae. I'm in chapter three, verse number 23. We read this, whatever you do, do your work heartily as for the Lord and not for people, knowing that it is from the Lord that you will receive the reward of the inheritance. It is the Lord Christ whom you serve. We work for the Lord. We work because work is part of obedience. Nobody was ever given permission to skate by. No Christian was ever given permission to live off of the backs of others. Nobody was ever given permission to gussy up to the system and just take all the life from it. No one was ever given permission to be lazy and let other people take care of you. Nobody was ever given permission and directions to let everyone else do all of the work. We were all told to work. It's obedience. It's priority number four. Let's go back to the garden. Adam and Eve had a responsibility taking care of the garden, taking care of all of the, the, the animals that were there. They were to steward God's earth. They had a job. They had a responsibility. And after their sin, the work got even harder. Your fifth and your final priority is yourself. There are often times when people get so caught up in serving and in working and driving around, getting all the kids to soccer practice, to school, to, to band, to cheerleading. And we forget to take care of ourselves sometimes. It's not selfish. It's actually really important to take care of yourself. You have to be on the priority list. 
Maybe it's to take care of our own medical care. You know what? There are other people who depend on you. There are. Let me ask you, how does evangelism work if you are not here? How can we share the gospel of Jesus Christ if you are not here? You're on your priority list. Again, you're not number one. You're not number 10. You're not number 50. No, you're number five. You're top five on your priority list. And think about this. If you're part of a family, you're top two on somebody else's priority list. See how that works? Let me tell you something else. You're number one on God's priority list. How good does that make you feel? That you are number one on God's priority list. Here's the question. Where are we putting God on our priority list? I wonder if he's not number one, but he's loving us like we are number one on his list, but we're not loving him like he's number one on, on our list. Finally, I want to come back to the kitchen for a moment. You're in the kitchen and, and you're getting ready for dinner and, and dads, maybe you're bringing the steaks in off of the barbecue and mom, maybe you're putting the, the, the last bit of seasoning on, on dinner before you put it on to the, to the table and, and, you've, got, and you've, got, you've got Jesus right here. And next, and next to Jesus right there, there's, there's your, your money. And then right next to that, there's your, your job. And then ladies, there's your husbands. And then men, there's your, your wives are, are right there too. And then your kids are there and your addictions are there. And Netflix is there. And your new car is, is right, right there. And your new job is right there too. And there's society and there is culture. And there's the, the banner and the flag that you march behind. And it's all right here. And Jesus looks up into your eyes and and almost down into your heart and he asks you the most terrifying question but one that you have a rehearsed answer for it's that answer that you have that moment that you need that scripted answer and Jesus goes like this and he waves his hands over everything in your life and Jesus says he looks up to you and he says which, which, one, which one of us do you love more? You know what the worst answer of all is to that question? It's Jesus, I love you all the same. That's got to break his heart, doesn't it? Jesus doesn't want us to love all the pieces of our life the same. The proper answer is Jesus, I love you more than all of these in my time and my behavior and my lifestyle and my finance and my work, they do or they will reflect that I love you more than I love all of these. See, it's all about priorities. We've got to get the first things right on our priority list. Because if you don't get them right, everything else fails. Everything else falls. If God is not in his proper place, then family is not in its proper place. And then church is not in its proper place. And then work 
is not in its proper place, and then you are not in your proper place, if these are not in the right order, do you know what is filling their spots on your priority list? Whatever the world wants to be on your priority list. Who influences your priority list? The world does not want God on your priority list at all, anywhere. And let me tell you something, and this is so important. God does not want the world on your priority list either. He doesn't. You looking for a list of priorities? You're wondering what should come first? It's in the book. I promise you it's in the book. I didn't write the book. God has, God has passed it down through generations for us. And the answers are there. Priorities are so important. Will you pray with me?